Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Tyler. On today's podcast, we discuss our most memorable movie theater experiences. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about you? Good, man. Just hoping we don't have any technical difficulties this time. I, either that or the murder hornets. Murder dude, don't fucking talk about it yet. You know what I was thinking? So I was thinking why we're having so many technical difficulties. Because on an earlier pod, we maybe you might ha- you might have talked shit about people's quality. Damn. About a, a Quentin Tarantino uh, pod right. you listened to. That's and then true. ever since then, dude, it's been been shit. Downhill for so. me. Or it's the murder hornets. <laughs> One of the two. All right, so you and I talked about, this was another great idea by you, talked about, um, you brought up the, the the idea of a pod of favorite movie experiences. You have, have had a lot of good experiences at the theater, so have I, especially as a kid, um, where I think a lot of people maybe either don't remember, maybe haven't had them, or just don't necessarily care. Yeah. So I think the idea of thinking about good experiences at the theater is a very poignant one right now with everything that's happening. None of us can go to the theaters, even if we wanted to, like they're closed. True. And then kind of this uncertainty of what's going to happen to movie theaters. Yeah. So I think this is a good time to talk about that. I agree. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, there's all this news and speculation about this being the potential end of (laughs) the movie theater industry. And a lot of the more independent or smaller independent theaters or smaller chains, um, they might just go under and I can't, I was trying to think of a, another comparison of an industry that was at some point in my life so strong and nothing in my mind, I would have never thought of anything that could derail that or stop movie theaters from ever being as powerful as they were or as relevant as they were. And newspapers came to mind yeah. where it's, you know, growing up and even, you know, I guess it's 20 years ago now that industry was still humming along, nothing was wrong. And then this, that was all brought on by technology and different needs being met. Um, but I would have never guessed that movie theaters for any reason would have been facing this and it's Netflix and streaming services is a, is a part of that. But now more seriously is all this and it just fucking blows my mind. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. Um, Newspapers didn't come to mind. Radio comes to mind. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, at some point, radio was important to all of us, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially you and I are, are old enough that we remember, like, when CD players were just starting to be yeah. popular in cars and how expensive they were. But you could always listen to the radio. And even, you know, they had, like, dedications and all that yeah, shit yeah. on radio. And I can't tell you the last time out of – unless it's out of necessity, meaning, like, something's not working, like, my phone's not working, I forgot my phone or something. Right. I don't ever listen to the radio. True. Yep. Ever. Um, you and I are also old enough to remember drive-in movie theaters too. Oh yeah. Which is, I know that there's still some out there. Uh, definitely none around me. I can't imagine there's any around you. The one that was in town close, I mean, it's been 15 years probably, but it was sad when it did. And that was the one I, I went to the most as a kid, right? Cause yeah. we grew up in the same place. Yep. Um, but I remember loving that you'd go to the movies, you would see, you, you'd pay to go in for one movie. You get the double feature. Yeah. And then I think they would then replay the first movie again, right? Sometimes, yes. I remember that. But then the memories I have most of drive-ins was just one movie and then another movie that was not the first one. So you get two yeah, movies. Yeah, maybe a movie that's like a month old or something. Right, right. Or I always remember going in. First of all, you'd always sneak in, right? My parents would be yeah. like, hey, go s- sit you know, low in the back <laughs> or whatever. 
and then you'd get there. I think you and I might have even done this. I can't have. remember if you and I have, have had seen a, a movie at the, at the drive-in. I know I had gone with Hannah before. Okay. Um, but we would go in, and my parents would go see something, and then we would be like, all right, we have our chairs, like our yeah. lawn chairs. We would go sit over in something else. That's awesome. And then that's what you would do, right? You would see like one movie, but then you're like, all right, I'm done with this. I don't want to watch the second movie, but I want to watch the second movie at the other screen. Yeah. So you would like walk over there. What a great... I mean, drive-in theater is so great. I, yeah, I mean, I just think right now, especially, it would be like amazing to have them. Right. Because you would drive in... It all goes through your radio. Yep. Right. You don't have to. You don't have to pull the little box off. Uh huh. You don't have to go get concessions. Right. It'd be perfect. That would be yeah. If this, I would one hundred percent go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I could be. You could even bring the kid. Sure. Yeah. If be, she's sleeping. Yeah. They'll annoy only you. They won't ruin the movie for the rest <laughs> of the people. Well, I mean, they annoy everybody. That's true. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So I just think it's it's weird. Obviously, the the news that came out. I don't know if it's news or if it's just like people going back and forth per se, mm -hmm. is that Universal uh, said that Trolls uh, had done better business the first week on video on demand than the, how many of the first movies? Uh, the first like two movies or something like that? The, uh, then the So this is the second movie, but it did okay. better, I think then in five months of the first movie in theaters. Wasn't that it? Which is crazy. Yeah, that, that you're right. That is it. Which is crazy. But if that's what they're claiming, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And then they have announced that, that going forward, they are probably going to then release movies in the theater as well as, as video on demand. Okay. So in in true like rich guy fashion, the CEO of AMC lost his shit and threw like a temper tantrum like a child at Toys R Us <laughs> and said like, well, you're not going to show any more of your movies. Who does that? Well, I, I mean, people who are upset, right? Sure. So my thing is, let me ask you this. So I, I I asked this question on Discord. Who is that relationship more important to? So is is Universal being able to put their movies out at AMC more important than AMC showing Universal movies? Universal is more important putting out the movie. I, I would think so, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, what are they going to do when Fast when the next Fast and Furious comes out? They will apologize and ask if they can show it, <laughs> or say we were, you know, like you we're said, very wrong. We had a tantrum, we acted inappropriately, yeah. and and we apologize. Can we have? It was the virus, right? Yeah, the virus fucked right. me up. I mean, Universal then has like Amblin, right? They have they have mm -hmm. fucking Spielberg's stuff. They have Dream DreamWorks. Yep, like, these are a lot of movies, man. True, and AMC who might not even survive this. That's They're the just thing. gonna be like, yeah. That's I mean, why in the current situation are you gonna start flexing and and threatening yeah. certain things? Especially like you said, Universal. And when you think of major movie studios now, I mean maybe Disney is number one. But isn't like sure. Universal like number two in your mind? I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. It's I, up there. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely Disney, then it's everybody else, right? Um Universal, it's definitely not like twentieth century Fox, which is Disney now. Yeah. Uh not Sony. Mm-mm. Not Paramount. Yeah, probably Universal. Yeah, so that's not the type of folks you just <laughs> want to boycott, right? Yeah, well, it's just dumb. It's it's short-sighted because, again, it, we're moving to video on demand, right? Yeah. I know at some point it's probably going to happen, maybe years down the road, where things are just not going to be released in theaters anymore because of the convenience. Mm -hmm. And the last things that will still be like, hey, I got to go see it in the theater is like Star Wars, Marvel, like the big, yeah. big blockbusters. But those are even dying where we, they don't have mm -hmm. massive blockbusters anymore. It's massive franchises, but not not blockbusters. Yeah. 
And when you think of all, like, obviously there's been a, a rise in shootings at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all go to the theater and we say, hey, like, people are so loud and obnoxious. People are on their cell phones mm-hmm. or whatever. I like going to the theater still. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be upset if I could watch things at my house. Yeah. But only if you had, like, a very high quality home theater experience, like, system, right? Yeah, like the setup has to be right, yeah. obviously, and you know, like I got, I have 4K, whatever. Mm-hmm. My my problem is always with this with streaming is like you're so reliant, obviously, on your internet connection. Yeah. So like, what if you got a shoddy connection that night? Yeah. And I'm not trying to watch, you know, the the most recent Star Wars mm-hmm. that's all pixelated for you know in and out for an hour. Like I just don't want to deal with that. Right. But what I also don't want to deal with is going to fucking see Star Wars and the chuckle fucks who are like yelling and were like Rob and Jarrett brought lightsabers and who are clapping during the theater. Like, I don't want to deal with that either. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is becoming more and more of a concern. And yeah. there was one point it was uh, I guess it's a number of years ago now, but it was when we went to see Zero Dark Thirty. What year was that? 2011, something like that. 2012? Uh, 20, 2013. Okay. And <clears throat> my the two or three whatever uh, movie theater experiences before that that I had, people were just talking and I couldn't focus on the movie for whatever reason. So I asked, and at first I didn't know these were for like the hearing impaired only. I asked Mm. for the headset from the, you know, at the the box (laughs) office. Sure. I said, can I, I know you guys have these things. Can I have one? And um, they said, sure. Yeah. People don't ever really ask for them. And they were like old Walkman style headphones. It was rinky dink (laughs) shit, but I couldn't hear people around me. So, Ah. Yeah, um, but I don't want to have to do that. It's people are becoming what if they're on their phone and and whatever it is. So it's it's more I get more distracted now than I ever did, and that makes it less enjoyable to go to the movie I, theater. I simultaneously appreciate such a good movie going experience. I, I appreciate that so much mm-hmm. when it's a mature crowd. They're there to see a movie. They get there on time. They're yeah. quiet, and then nothing upsets me. Like it's so upsetting not upsetting, annoying yeah. as like a crowd that's loud, yep. obnoxious, you know, mouth breather, whatever <laughs> it is, dude. Yeah. And like, I'll get up and move. Yeah. But now the problem is, especially the theater I, I predominantly go to has a, every, every screen has assigned seating. Oh yeah. So you can't just get up and move. Right. It's not True. that easy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I'll, if, if the theater experience goes away, it'll bum me out big time. But again, I think I'll also be like, Okay. Like it's okay. Yeah. I mean but you'll you'll shed a tear. You'll shed many a tear, I'm sure, once it goes away because it's not I mean part of it is nostalgia for me. Just going with what going to the movie theater means. Yeah. It's it's yeah. for decades now. It's what we've done and it's what we've really enjoyed. And it's it's really hard to replace. At least for my I don't have a good sound system in my house. I have a nice TV that's 4K, I guess. But if it goes away, I'm. It will make me right away upgrade, you know, the speaker system in my my house. Sure, whatever needs to happen because um, it's just fun. It's just it's an event still. Yeah, and there is something again. There's a nostalgia to it, yeah. right? And there will be something about like, hey, I want to be able to take my daughter to see a movie yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something else I like to do, which I know I'm probably like one of the only people that do it, and I've mentioned it before, is I like to go to the movie theater a little early and go look at movie posters. Yeah, yeah. Because I still like posters. I don't really care about like the concessions and stuff like that. True. But there is something that's nice about like 
calling some friends up, hey, let's go to the movies, or Nicolette and I can go. And, you know, you just, again, the theater we go to now is newer, so it's got, like, all nice seating. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the theaters have, like, heat, the, the seats are heated, oh, full wow. recliner. Like, that's a that's a fun experience. Um, but it's also, like, a pain in the ass to get up and go, which sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. Like, it, it, it is something that will take some time to get used to. For sure. Heated seats, man. Is that a California-only thing? That seems pretty luxurious. <laughs> so it's a, a, It's funny because the theater that I have the movie pass to, or whatever it's called, is it's. I think it's A-Lister's pass, is AMC, okay. um, which who we're, we're talking kind of a little bit of shit about. <laughs> but they have uh, the Dolby Theater there, which is amazing because it's all... Dolby Atmos, uh, Atmos, so it's like ridiculous sound, ridiculous picture quality. Mm-hmm. The seats are amazing, but they don't have the heated seats in that one. All the other theaters, which are also nice, yeah, but don't have all the Dolby stuff. Okay, have the heated seats. Interesting. Yeah, the full bar, like it's it's a nice theater, and it's it's nice because it's smaller, and it's not like crowded all the time. Yeah, that's nice. So you can go. Like I love. Love, love, love to go to the movies Saturday morning. Okay. Sounds ridiculous, but like whatever's the earliest showing on Saturday, I want to go. Yeah. Um, so it's never super crowded. Yeah. And you get in, get out, parking, no problem. Obviously, I'm not trying to drink at sure. nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> or whatever. Not trying to get, you know, nachos. I know that's your favorite, mm-hmm. but it's just a fun experience. And so I guess I will be a little bummed if that if that goes away. What's your take on movie theaters? And there's one of these in, in Tucson so far where you can order food in the middle of the movie and have it delivered to your seat. Yeah, we've been to a few of those. It's never a big issue. Like, it's never been an issue with, uh, like, getting in the way or anything like that. I can't say that the f- the food has been great or anything. Yeah. So it's nice. I think it's a nice convenience of it. Um, but I've never, I've never, like, ordered food or anything like that during the movie. I know my wife and I, for instance, like, we went to go see Wonder Woman in a theater like that. The nice thing about that theater specifically we went to is it's 21 and over. So oh, like cool. even if you come with parents, does mm-hmm. you have to be twenty one to go see a movie there? Okay, so that's nice. Uh, and you know we got a couple of drinks, and she said, "Hey, let me get a second drink." And they asked like, "Okay, what part of the movie? Like, how oh, many nice. minutes into it do you want us to bring it?" So that was cool. And they came in, and you know, thirty minutes in, and they brought it, and that was nice. That's awesome. Um, what about you? Like, are you okay with that? I I've only seen. No, I've seen it. I've done it three or four times, and all but one of the times was for a comedy, where I okay. don't mind. The the first time I saw it, it was a drama, and people coming in, it just kind of distracted me from the movie. I didn't like it, so sure, I'll I'll only go see comedies in those theaters. I think it's you know it's a nice experience. We order nachos, or <laughs> surprise, um, and uh, and it's okay. Yeah, the food's not great. It's it's whatever. Sure. Um, but I just can't. I don't like people walking in front literally in front of me yeah to, you know bring things and take things and so but yeah, those are catching kind on. of distraction yeah yeah um but that place is really popular and it seems like that's if i don't know those types of theaters i think might survive longer than the traditional you know concession style walk-up concession style chains yeah i think that there might be something to being said about like the boutique theater mm-hmm. that might stay open yeah uh, especially because i think you know, and I know there's numbers to back this up. Like the younger generations don't go to the theater on a regular basis. It's crazy. So there, that's what's going to be. That's what's going to hurt AMC yeah. and Regal. It's not so much you and I who can go and afford like the twenty one, twenty five dollar mm-hmm. ticket, which yeah. I don't want to. But 
you know, you can afford that. You go into the more expensive theater. You go into the 21 and over. Yeah. Like, we can handle that. And I think that that, because they are usually smaller theaters yeah. with limited screens, can afford that. Where, like, an AMC, you know, it's 21, 30, I don't know, screens. Yep. And there's eight of those theaters within, like, a 10-mile proximity. Yeah. They can't afford to not have everybody come to the theater. Mm-mm. Damien and I went to go see It at that same like 21 and over theater and my seat was broken and I couldn't recline it and I wasn't happy about it, but it was sold out. And, so and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Do you stay I in can't it? move anywhere. We dealt with it because I wasn't, you know, we were pumped to see that movie yeah. and I dealt with it. And, uh, you know, once you start watching it, you're fine. But I was like, man, I can't even fucking real like first world problems. I can't even <laughs> recline my seat. So. And then you hated the movie. I didn't. That was one of the ones I didn't hate right off the bat. Okay. I did leave thinking like, did I like this movie? Because okay. I was pumped to see it. Yeah. And so that's something that, and then I started talking to other people who were like fans of it, mm-hmm. fans of the book. And then my hate, like <laughs> my dislike started growing. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't instant. Okay. But instantly I was just like, huh. huh. Kind of like with Force Awakens. Damien and I saw that. Yeah. And I left thinking like, I think I liked it. Yeah. Did I like it? And then I started thinking about it more, and I was like, yeah, it was solid, right? Not great, solid. Um, but yeah, the, it it was the, the opposite. I left thinking, like, it was okay. Nope. And no. You watch any Star Wars today? Watched The Last Jedi with Indy today. All right. He loved Why it. Why that? He loved it. Yeah, but he's seven. He has no taste. Right. He even loved the <laughs> Canto Bite scene with, with the casino, and they're running those little horses. Of course horses, he does. Of course he did. Which is terrible, but it was like, it made me question, <laughs> man, how... Is the Return of the Jedi really a terrible movie? And we just liked it because we were kids, and these little creatures are knocking things over. And yeah, man. So, and that, I, I, I I don't really believe that, but like you I said, caught some of that today. Yeah. Some of Return of the Jedi, and uh, I, you know, it's documented. I I like it. Yeah. I don't love it. Um, but the the ending is the the last like twenty five minutes of that movie. Take her, take her to leave. You know, take her leave the uh, the Ewoks, right? Yeah. I, I'm I'm indifferent to the Ewoks. I find it hard to believe that these little creatures were able to take down the Empire. <laughs> whatever. Um, but that final scene with like Vader, Palpatine, and Skywalker is, I mean, some of the best. It is in that whole ser- in the whole series. So yep. that is like the saving grace. And the beginning of that movie is really strong. You're right. Yep. I love that movie. It's just that middle lull. Yeah. And pretty much just the indoor stuff. It's exactly right. I mean, I love the yeah. the speeder chase. Awesome. Um, but then once they once you get beyond that, it's yeah, it's it's a lull. It's just eh. and a lot of nostalgia yeah. is what makes me keep watching that stuff. I I think that they have my biggest problem is 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 Han in that movie. Mm. He's just not the normal Han. Um, but besides that, it's not. It's pretty strong. Yeah. You know, the Ewok stuff. Again, it's 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 there for the kids, right? Sure. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about four, five, I don't know. We have we each have a number of movie experiences we want to talk about. Don't really know how it's going to go. Don't necessarily have any questions about it. Just okay. kind of a cool, fun dialogue, you know, kind of storytelling. I'm going to let you go first. All right. What do we got? I'm going to go with a little nod to you, sir, with Scream. Oh. 1996. You and I, right? No, I was thinking we saw this together. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You yeah. were working at El Dorado Theater yeah. here in Tucson, and you couldn't get in, but we did get in because I worked there. exactly. <laughs> so, and that's what this was. This was when going to the theater was like an experience. It was Friday yeah. night. It ever you couldn't find a parking spot. 
Nope. I think you actually, it was either this night or another night at the same theater. You drove <laughs> over the curb in your Ford Tempo. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. And, uh, but there's no, nowhere to park. Uh, this was, this movie was hyped, right? This was a big deal. Everyone wanted to see this movie first night, Friday night. And it just felt so cool to be going to this movie. Maybe because I was too young to actually get in. <laughs> um, but, uh, it was just, it just felt like what, you know, you heard it like in other movies as a kid, like going to the movies or it was just part of the, being a teenager, you're going to the movies with your friends and yeah, this was maybe my first experience as a teenager, like going to an R-rated movie without parents. And so that, that could be contributing to why I think it, I still think of it so highly, but the movie was fantastic. To me, it lived up to the hype. It scared, I mean, it didn't scare me, but it was sure. freaky. It was definitely yeah, a freaky yeah. movie. And, um, I just remember feeling so cool, like being there, Maybe not like personally cool, but it, I was part of something cool. This was a, a moment in pop culture of our childhood and, um, it's, it's something I'll never forget. So I remember that as well. I remember, um, having worked there, like there was a certain hype about that movie. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, it came out like a week before, or maybe like a couple weeks before in a very limited release. Okay. And you started hearing like, oh yeah, you got to see this movie. You got to see this movie. And it came out in December, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So I remember you and I go, you know, we can get in because we know obviously the people checking the tickets. Yep. And I remember the people in front of us, uh, I think it was Autumn. Oh, really? <laughs> they weren't allowed to get in. <laughs> they were like, where's your ID? And they were, I mean, I was 16 at the time. You're 15. <laughs> and then we're just like, we're good. Yeah. And we walk in. <laughs> And I, I agree with you. I remember it being like, it was a scene. Yeah, yeah. It was like a spectacle. And that theater was so small. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was like a six six theater, six screen theater. Mm -hmm. But like you said, that's where everybody went yep. on that side of town. Yep. And uh, parking was a pain in the ass. But yeah, that was a great experience. You and I saw a ton of movies there. Yeah. But I remember that one specifically being really cool again, because we really probably shouldn't have been there. And if I'm not mistaken... I also came back into town and we saw the second one. Yes. There. We did. Yeah. So that's funny. Yeah, that was great. Which is a weird movie to see in the theaters because the first scene is someone getting killed at the theater. Right, yeah. <laughs> so not good. All right. Cool. What's your number five? Well, I'm not going. Are you going in order? I was. Well, I I am now. Yeah, I was. Perfect. Okay. So I'm going to go. Let's go. Five, five to one. Okay. So mine is actually the most recent on my list and it's A Quiet Place. Uh, in, in 2008. 2018, excuse me, in April. Damien and I went to go see this. Damien had no idea about it. I had heard about it from, they were doing a bunch of different uh, screenings at like South by Southwest, mm -hmm. all these different um, festivals. I'm a big fan of Emily Blunt. John Krasinski is cool, but obviously at that point, he's like the guy from The Office mm -hmm. or he's in, you know, the, the 13, he's in like the Benghazi movie. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. So he's not in a ton. I'm into horror movies, yeah. but I'm into good horror movies. I don't, I don't watch them just for like the gore. So I was like, hey, let's go see this movie, send him the, the, the uh, trailer, and Damien's down to like go see pretty much anything. If, I, if I'm like, hey, let's go see this, he's like, he's in. We go not knowing what to expect, and it was just the coolest in, like one of the coolest in, in movie experiences I've ever had because everybody was ultra tense, Ooh. super quiet, <laughs> like nobody's saying anything. And you could just feel like the tension. And it felt like every time something happened, whether it was the score that made you jump, whether it was a sound that made you jump, like it felt like all of us were jumping in unison. Wow. 
It was amazing. Yeah. And we left and then we went to have dinner after and we had like a full conversation about the movie, which doesn't happen a lot, yeah, right? Yeah. A lot of times you go see the movie, then you guys go, you know, you drive separately, you go your own way. Um, but I just remember being in the theater and it felt so tense mm. and everybody was on the same wavelength. Like it's quiet. It sounds corny because the movie's called Quiet Place. <laughs> We're just going to experience this together. And we all like went through this, this like hour and a half of just like this tension. And it was just a really fun experience. That's pretty unique to that movie, right? Because not many movies capitalize on no sound. And so Agreed. that feels like, I, I remember really liking that movie and having similar, you know, obviously it's it's what the movie's supposed to be. You know, you're just there witnessing it all in silence. But that's just, uh, it seems like that's big points for this movie because it was designed to be that when many movies are the exact opposite of that. Well, I think also, so this is obviously a horror movie, but it's much more than that to me. Yeah. But a lot of the tropes of horror movies is there's like kind of corny comedy. Yeah. There might be like the over the top death. Mm -hmm. And so you, it's hitting people at different ways. Like some people might laugh at that stuff. You have a mixture of emotions. This was not a mixture of emotions. Yeah. All right, Tyler, your number four. My number four is Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, it's a 2015 movie and i think when people talk about movies that you quote need to see in the theater this is the kind of movie they're talking about yeah there's so much to take in visually and in terms of the audio everything in the movie is just loud the in in, in a good way it's the in, in a way in a way that benefited the story and the theater experience the outfits the musical score, just the behavior of all the fucking weirdos that are <laughs> throughout the movie, getting high, huffing chrome. It's all just wild. And um, I watched the Mad Max movies as a kid, but and I I think I remember thinking they were cool, but I had no nostalgia for it. Um, so I saw this on a work trip to Minneapolis and uh, just looking for a way to pass time, basically. So I went in and I was just floored um, by everything. I wasn't, ex wasn't expecting anything really memorable mm -hmm. but i think that the story is great the performances you know, charlize theron and, and my guy tom hardy um nicholas holt everybody just does a really good job and i think what seared the movie in my memory was the chase scene where furiosa and and her like background singers you know the <laughs> <laughs> you know the other the women from the villain i think his name's joe right yeah <laughs> they're all just trying to get away um and it literally becomes like this heavy metal concert where this dude playing a flamethrower of an electric <laughs> guitar while strapped, strapped yeah. to, to about 800 speakers and subwoofers behind him. Yeah. And it's just, it was so unforgettable. And I think that's, that's another movie. I think my next movie is the same thing where just the volume um, was at just the right level. Yeah. I mean, it's loud as shit, but I want that. I want to be immersed in in the whole experience depending on the movie of course but um this is the type of movie where i want to not hear anything except what's coming at me from the screen and this movie par partly because it just kind of caught me off guard but it was just such a, a great experience so i'm i'm completely with you i want the movie to be so loud that potentially the person that's maybe like 10 years older than me next to me like doesn't like it or they're <laughs> potentially a child that might hurt their ears yeah. like i wanted at that level yeah. And anything above that is too much and right. anything below that is not enough. And I can't tell you exactly like what decibel level that is, <laughs> but we know where it's at. Like, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. It's the comfort zone. Yep. 
Like I want the fucking like I want it to be so loud that the trailer hits and you just like look at the person next to you and you're like, what the is it gonna be this loud the whole movie? Yeah. But yeah. you're like you're okay with it at that point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that in the theater. And that's like one that I always regret not seeing. Cause I thought like Mad Max, like fucking Tom Hart, like get the who this movie's gonna be terrible. Yeah. And who knew? If I yeah, if I if I weren't when I go out of town for whatever reason, I'm partly because I don't have any family to worry about holding me back <laughs> i can go to the theater whenever i want so i always go to a movie when i'm yeah. out of town if i weren't if i were had been in town I, i'm sure i wouldn't have seen this in the theater so. i mean that's two pods in a row first was spider-verse out of town and then yep. did you see both of those at the same theater no i saw spider-verse at a shitty oregon theater um, I mean, that's okay though like it's yeah it, it was i yeah. mean it was good enough yeah i don't but, I, uh, spider-verse is one of the ones i don't think you have to see in the theater like you can appreciate no. it at home for sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's always the, one of the ones I, I regret uh, Mad Max not seeing in the theater. Because then Damien yeah. and I, again, my guy Damien, we watched that uh, at the apartment I was in before we bought this place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, let's just watch it. Like, I heard it's got great reviews. Your guy, Tom, you know, he's got like a man crush on Tom Hardy. Let's just watch yeah. it. And we were both like equal parts into the movie, but then amazed by like, is that dude really strapped to the fucking <laughs> like flamethrowers yelling strapped to it? Like, dudes on like bungees like what the fuck is going on why are they in the middle of the desert they just want water give them the water like it was all (laughs) it was a lot but i was in it was a lot that movie don't the kids say you know that's extra you're a little too extra i mean this movie was extra but in a good way (laughs) i think they used to say that i'm too late i don't know man we gotta ask rob rob knows all right my number four 2001 november harry potter and the sorcerer's stone Right. The reason, okay, so when Harry Potter came out, it was not what it is now. And I say that really? because the books were something mm-hmm. and everybody knew about the movie, but it wasn't like the adults weren't into it yet, right? Sure. It was more like, oh, I'll take my kids to see it because they they're, they're, they watched it. I had read the books as I think the first book as a senior in high school, right around there, mm-hmm. liked it. The movie was coming out. I was excited. Um, my, my, my current, my, my wife, um, (laughs) who at that point was my girlfriend, we went to go see it and we went to see it not on a Thursday night opening, right? Cause movies, we saw it on the Friday night opening and we saw it at like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, like the last uh, viewing of that night. Mm -hmm. And we were the only people in that whole theater. Really? Yeah. And it was crazy cause we watched it and I was in, I was locked in. My wife fell Mm -hmm. asleep. Uh, I think because it's a long movie, right? That's almost like a three-hour movie. Yeah. Um, Not that she wasn't into it. We got out of it. I was pumped. I was like, this was amazing. They did such a good job. Then fast forward like a couple months later, I'm in Arizona Mm. and I see you. Yep. And I'm like, we got to go see Harry Potter. Yep. You're like, why do I want to go see Harry Potter? I'm like, because you got to fucking see it. Yeah. Then we saw it crowded. Yes. Yeah. You loved it. Yep. I was like, liked it as much the second time. And that's just another fun experience. But just seeing that the- that movie and then what's turned into my favorite franchise of all time and being the only people in this massive theater. That's crazy. Just felt weird because you would, even in small movies, you don't you wouldn't get that now. No. Let alone something like that. And I think, again, it's because of who that movie at that point was marketed to. Yep, yep. And they, you know, they weren't going to, parents weren't going to take their fucking, you know, you're not going to take Indy to a, a 1030 movie at night. 
Exactly. So that was just a crazy experience because it was like nobody was there and I was just locked in. I can enjoy even I almost feel like I was alone because my wife was asleep. <laughs> That's bad form on Nicolette's part. How many um, times how many times you ever fall asleep in a movie? I wanna say I hope I can say zero. Mm. I mean it's it's more than that, but um at home, all the time. In the theater, very rarely. Do you do do you fall asleep much? I'll I'll doze off occasionally if I'm not into the movie. Um, (laughs) this year though, uh, about a month after Violet was born, Mm -hmm. we, I went to, uh, my wife was like, you know, take a day off, you know, go, I wanted to go to Universal Studios because I wanted to watch, um, they had a, uh, called Dark Arts event at the, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter where they were going to do like a different light show on the theater, on the, um, uh, the castle. And I wanted to go take pictures. So she's like, yeah, take the day. It's fine. So I was like, all right, perfect. My mother-in-law was here. It was awesome. Um, I got there and I was like, I'm just going to go all day because Universal is like, you know, an 80 mile drive went mm-hmm. halfway through the day. You know, I'm a month into being a new dad. Yeah. I get no sleep. Yeah. So it was hot. I was like, yeah. I'm going to go take my AMC movie card, get a movie and just go take a nap. Like fully <laughs> intended to go do that. <laughs> and I went and saw The Lion King. Oh, God. And, and knowing that because I had already seen it before oh, okay. i knew like all right i'm just gonna go to sleep <laughs> it's not short yeah so i don't have to worry about it went in dude knocked out the whole the <laughs> entire so movie good. and i'm sure the people who saw me was like this fucking guy that's gonna be number three on your list right uh it was gonna be number two yeah <laughs> but <laughs> Getting yeah a nap yeah <laughs> it was amazing that's you cool. know how it is like you at that point you need any sleep you can get yeah very true all right you're number three but before i get to that that's just if you would if any if somebody told you now i saw a Harry Potter movie with only two people in the theater, knowing the phenomenon worldwide that that yeah. franchise is. I mean, I, I can almost not believe it myself, but that's, that's just seems crazy. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it was at a place called Foothill ranch. It's, it's not too far from where we currently live. Um, and it's a place where most people who go see it's, it's right by, um, a high school and it's, yeah, it's a, it's school. a town center. So it's okay. like a lot of people who go see the movies. If you go see a movie, like on a normal Friday night at like seven, this is before you could get tickets on apps and everything. Dude, you got to get like the, the tickets the day before, and then you got to get there like 40 minutes ahead of time Damn. to get seats. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, and I just remember thinking like it's got to be because of who this movie's marketed to because it's not sure. ever going to happen again. Uh-uh. Yeah, so That's fun experience. Cool. Yep. Number my three. number three, my number three is Harry Potter and the Order of the, Order of the Phoenix. Oh, all right. Which was, I mean, you mentioned late night movie viewing. I was going to ask you, do you remember when going to midnight movie would seem like a good idea? Yeah. And your body could actually handle it. <laughs> well, that's one of the things you always remember. Like, that's when you know you're getting old. It's like the hangovers yeah. last longer, yeah. going to midnight movie theaters. They don't even have midnight movies anymore. They do like seven o'clock now on Thursdays, seven, nine oh, yeah. midnight. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, that was a thing, dude. Midnight. That was a thing. It was. Yeah. And that's when we went to see this one. Um, I don't remember. I think I saw it with my brother, Ben. He says we saw it with my wife and her sister. But anyway, uh, I think this was the last time I did well with a midnight movie showing. And I remember it was summertime, the fifth movie in the series. And I still at this point hadn't read the books, but at this point I was a legit Harry Potter fan. Uh I liked the earlier movies and I think I looked forward to the earlier ones, but this time I was, it was just, I had to go see it the first possible showing. Um, and I think 
it's it's still definitely my favorite Harry Potter movie, and it's cool because right now we're in the middle of reading this book with Indy, and we're getting to the parts, you know, getting through the early stuff, getting to what makes the movie so great, and I'm sure the book's so great too. But I was so pumped because I knew we were getting more Voldemort, mm-hmm. and he's shows up for like in full form. I know he shows up in bits and pieces in the early movies and books, but the end of Goblet of Fire, he shows up for like 15 minutes, yep. and that battle between him and Harry in the graveyard is it, 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 it didn't cement him in that early moment of, of being one of the best movie villains of all time, but I, it just, it was so badass, And so <laughs> I knew we were getting more of him and the scene where Harry and Voldemort duel in the ministry of the magic gave me such chills. And I was so fully absorbed with every sense of my body. It was just, especially in the theater in that moment, it was just so captivating and, um, completely unforgettable and the moment and i haven't seen this movie in a decade so i'm trying i can't exactly recall how it happens but when the glass just fucking shatters there's this moment where voldemort screams i believe right and yeah and and the glass just fucking shatters and i'm gonna watch this movie in a few weeks and i'm so pumped for it (laughs) again but that's just what i i miss so much about going to the theater right now like with mad max the theaters are just meant to give you the feeling that you're surrounded by the movie. And that was what I felt in this, in order of the Phoenix. So that, uh, you're so in the minority of, of liking that the most out of, of all the Harry Potter movies. I don't, I, I like that movie quite a bit. So yeah. I'm not, I tend to agree with you. That final battle is like one of my favorite scenes. And so he absorbs, they're fighting Dumbledore, mm-hmm. Voldemort. He absorbs, like the the power from both wands shoot yeah. like it explodes the glass he that's then shoots the glass at dumbledore right. dumbledore turns it into sand that's right Fuck. and then it's just like sand hitting him in the face mm-hmm. it's amazing um so yeah man i don't i don't remember where i saw that at i saw it really? in seattle we lived in seattle at the time i went to the premiere oh, remember wow. that met the actors wow but I don't remember seeing the movie. I don't didn't see it there. But I did. We we did see it in Seattle. Um, but for some reason, I don't remember that movie seeing it in the theater. I don't know why. Huh? Is that usually when you see it, when you go to a premiere to meet folks? Is that a common thing? Like you can then go in and watch the movie at the premiere. Sometimes or is that just a smaller showcase? No, sometimes you can depending on on depending on like who's putting it on the security. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times they'll have additional like because they won't. So say you go see, they do a lot of uh, premieres in Grauman's, right? Grauman's Chinese Theater, mm-hmm. uh, which is the famous theater in LA. Yeah. They have multiple theaters within the movie theater, multiple screens. Gotcha. So gotcha. they may be doing like the star premiere in one mm-hmm. of them, but they may also be showing it in the other five theaters. Okay. So they want to fill those up as well. So you're not seeing it with the stars per se, which yeah. a lot of them just go in, do the press, and they leave. Like they've already seen the movie a lot of times. Works. Okay. Um, and then they'll like come back for the after party or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's you're just really in like the movie theater, but not the actual screening with the with okay. the celebrities. Sometimes you are like, we saw a screening of uh, Zero Dark Thirty, and mm. Jessica Chastain sat like three seats from me. No way. Yeah. Um, Actually, and then I got up to leave to go to the bathroom, came back, and her publicist was sitting in my chair. And I was like, what the fuck? She moved. What did you say? Okay. I was like, hey, you're in my seat. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like there are are situations like that. That's cool. All right, so my number three 
is actually a series of movies, and it's not a theater experience with with an audience. So mm-hmm. like you said, in 96, 97, I worked at a small movie theater. That's when the Star Wars special editions came out. Ooh. And at that point, they weren't digital still. They were still reel-to-reel, so they were on mm-hmm. actual film. Uh, you would have to sit down and watch the movie to make sure there were no flaws in it, make sure everything was seamless. That's so right. we would all, especially with something like the Star Wars movies, they all came out in January of 97, I believe, and they mm-hmm. all came out yep. a week after each other. Yep. And at some point, again, the movie theater I worked at, only six theaters, six screens. At one point, it was all Star Wars. It was two, two, wow. and two. Uh, so, But A New Hope would come out, and that that Thursday night or that Wednesday, whenever we got the reels, we would have to sit there, and usually it would be all myself, my coworkers, and we'd watch mm-hmm. it. That's at great. like two o'clock in the morning after the last movie was shown, right? So we did that for all three of them. And I just remember at that point, we're all too young to have seen them in the theaters. Wow. The originals, right? You my, yeah. you and yeah. I. Yeah. Um, but then I got to see them when they re-released. I know people have issues with the special editions. Hmm. I'm just grateful I got to see them on a big screen. And I just remember watching them with like maybe 10 other people on the wow. big screen, which was cool. Then I remember going into the theaters at, when I was working and they were showing them to the public and being able to kind of like feel that energy from people mm-hmm. who were there watching it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're talking about like, they're not big theaters, but they were completely sold out, lines out the door for the next showing, right? Yeah. And just the energy that was there was a super cool, cool experience. And that's before, obviously before I was burnt out of Star Wars and kind of thought it was the most toxic fan base ever. <laughs> I was just going to say, compare that feeling and that sensation you got just from within yourself and the people around you. Compare that to what you said today when it was confirmed <laughs> that Taika Waititi, my favorite guy in Hollywood, is doing a new movie and you said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that is that is true. Yeah. And I stand by that. I guess. But, but I was at that point excited and through the prequels excited. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just a big deal, man. And again, seeing it, seeing these movies that I loved, I know you love, mm-hmm. and not having ever... Because this was even before they would start... You know, now we're in, in in kind of the heyday of where they'll show old movies occasionally. Yes. At, you know, The Matrix had its 20-year anniversary. A theater will show that for like four weekends in a row. Yeah. This was before they were doing that. Yep. So it was just a super cool experience. But yeah, fuck this new Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. I dig him, but I'm super good, man. I get that for sure. All right. I'm guessing none of the uh, none of the prequels are on number two or one on your list. Not two or one, but definitely honorable mention. Because again, Phantom right. Menace wasn't a f- it was a fine experience, and yeah. I think we all left that movie thinking like, not bad, right? <laughs> yep. And that was That's that. I- that is the last series of movies that you did the. I'm gonna wait like five hours, six hours before the movie because you got to get sure. in line. Yep. There, it's honorable mention for me too, which makes me chuckle a bit considering how you know a i don't really care about phantom menace or b i hate sure. attack of the clones sure but even attack of the clones agreed i went to midnight showing of that some friends from work we were like the hours building up to the showing we were just so pumped we left from work to go there and leaving the theater i thought this is an amazing movie so so did i uh, it was it was a great movie theater experience that i couldn't realistically put on this list because uh it's just so bad but the thing is, right, like these movies don't have to be good to have been a good experience. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like there are movies that I can remember seeing 
I remember going to see with Damien when he worked at Blizzard, mm-hmm. uh, the Warcraft movie, World of Warcraft. Oh yeah. And they had a fucking they rented out the Spectrum Irvine Spectrum theaters, what? which yeah, for their like just for their employees to go see it. Damn. And I got to go with them. They had their own like popcorn buckets, own drinks, <laughs> and it was a cool ass experience. That yeah. movie is hot garbage. <laughs> And I left instantly, stood up, and was like, this movie sucked. <laughs> and but Damien was just like, calm down. Yeah. Don't say that too uh, much. Yeah. But that was a fun experience, even though yeah. that movie sucked. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Your number two. Number two, Jurassic Park. My man. Yeah. I was 12 years old. This is the summer of 93. Spending the summer, as I did most of those years in Southern California, staying with my Aunt Quinn and Uncle Rob. And they took me and their daughter, who had just turned four, <laughs> to see this on opening weekend. Good decision. Which she didn't bat an eye at the time. I or at least if she did, I don't. I didn't remember it. But um, I mean, she's the best you, though. Yeah. Can you imagine taking a just barely non three year old to see Jurassic Park? I mean, I'm gonna find out in like two and a half years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but uh, this, I mean, this. It's, I mean, it's fucking dinosaurs. It's yeah. a movie that makes dinosaurs come to life. And it, I, yeah. I was 12, so I'm still a little bit of a kid and dinosaurs are cool, but yeah, dinosaurs are super lifelike. What more do you want from a movie? And no one, literally no one in the world had ever seen dinosaurs like this before. They're dinosaurs then and ours, so like mythical creatures almost that lived all these millions of years ago. And the only thing on this earth that we really have to like get to know dinosaurs before this are these dusty old bones and museums, which is cool, <laughs> but it's not what Steven Spielberg can do. No. And this is at the time, and maybe even still, like the coolest movie ever, one of them, and also super frightening. And it holds up almost 30 years later. It still is intense. The dinosaurs still look really good for the most part. Maybe I... I saw it a few months ago with Indy and it scared him and he loved it. Um, but I, I don't remember anything being like, ah, this doesn't look so great. It still looks great. And in the moment, it was just mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's probably going to show up on my list here. There you go. But everything you said is perfect. Let's hear your number two. My number two is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in uh, September uh, 2016. We saw it about a week after Gene Wilder died. Oh, man. Um, so, you know, that's my favorite actor of all time. I know mm-hmm. Gary Oldman is my second, obviously, only living. It's still yep. my you know, my favorite actor that's living. Yep. Um, but Wilder is, is my favorite, and this movie is, you know, my second favorite movie of all time. And when he passed away, you know, that I'm not usually – I don't really care about a lot of celebrity passings. Not that I don't care, but it's just sure. – I don't know them, right? But sure. Gene Wilder, I think just because of this character and, and – other characters he's he's played, you feel like you kind of know him a little bit. You feel yeah. like, you know, he's your wacky uncle almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so he passed away, and it just happened that the next week um, was my anniversary. Oh, okay. And when he passed away, a lot of the theaters around here started playing Willy Wonka. They played Blazing Saddles. They played Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And so my wife was like, hey, I have something planned for our anniversary, you know. Let's just just go with it. And I'm like, word. Sure. So we went to Mario's, which is my my little Mexican spot I love in Huntington Beach, which I brought you to. Yeah. Um, and after she's like, we're going to go see a movie. And I was just like, I knew the movie was playing. Yeah. And I was like, 
please let it be Willy Wonka. Because <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> get tickets. Like the tickets sold out. You tried so, and you couldn't get them? Yeah, I tried. Okay. I had tried late, couldn't get tickets, could get tickets to Young Frankenstein, but it was like the theater was kind of far and that was on a weird night. So I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make that work. Um, so we're heading towards the movie theater and I'm like, I know where we're going. And I didn't say anything to Nicolette. We get there and she's like, we're going to see Willy Wonka. And I was like, I love you. You're the best. Thank you. <laughs> so we get in and, you know, I'm, I'm not an emotional guy. I don't get, I don't, you know, I don't cry at theaters or movies or anything like that. Yeah. We sit down and they start playing no trailers before it. They just start playing oh, the movie. Man. And if you remember, I don't know the last time you watched the movie. It's been a while. It's, it's, you know, it's still in that time where the credits at the beginning are long, yes. right? They're doing all the credits and it's the great medley of all the music, the instrumentals. And it's them making chocolate, right? It's just visuals yeah. of like the chocolate. And as soon as his name came up, uh, the whole theater just stood up and clapped. And I'm not into that, but at that right. point I was okay with it. And I got up, clapped. And it was just a crazy experience because we're all there for the same reason, right? Yeah. We all loved him. And everybody knows that movie front and back that's there. Everybody knows the words to the songs. You even know the words to the movie, but it's still hitting all the notes. You're still laughing at the times you're supposed to laugh. You're still cheering. People are singing. And it was a good experience where, you know, if I go to see a Marvel movie, I want everybody to be quiet. But because we're there to celebrate this man's life when we've all seen the movie, and probably none of us have seen it actually on the big screen because it came out 40 years prior. Yep. It just, it was a fun experience. And it was was probably the movie that will stick with me the longest, that experience. That's But it's not my number one. Okay. That's great. Yeah. When you said Willy Wonka, I thought, wait, a f- what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah. I've not seen that movie anywhere but a TV screen. Yeah. I would love to see that. And Gene, yeah. And every movie he's been in, those three you mentioned that that um, theaters were playing after he died, those are three of my favorite movies ever, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, and this. And this movie, you know, he just, every end of the, you know, both ends of the spectrum, he's this musical, quiet, guy in certain parts and then he blows up and and when i think he's at his greatest in that movie that would be so great to see on the big screen yeah and it was it was again i'm not like a big energy guy but then i say that then i i i talk about energy (laughs) it it, everybody was there for that reason yeah and that's what was cool it was almost like a wake right being somewhere where you're just there to celebrate somebody and even when we're walking in you see the people who are lined up for blazing saddles you saw the people who are lined up for young frankenstein Mm. and we're just all there for that and it was just, a, it was such a cool experience. Was it somber at all? No, oh, not cool. at all. Everybody was excited. Um, I don't think you can go to one of his movies and be somber, yeah, right? True. They're all, like, you're not going to go see Stir Crazy with him yeah. and, and Pryor and be somber. You know, it yeah. was it was a good, it was a good, fun experience. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Didn't and I, it. that was one of my, I mean, I got to meet him years before at a book signing and that's still like one of my favorite, only one of the, you know, one of the times where I, I met somebody and it was like a, like a big deal. Yeah. Right. I remember sending my grandma the photo, be like, look who I met, <laughs> you know? That's amazing. Yeah. It was cool. Super cool. Have you gotten Nicoletta anniversary gift as cool as that one? I got her a baby. <laughs> For her anniversary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Fair no, enough. not that I could think of. Okay. Uh, dude, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think, it's it's sounds terrible to be like guys aren't good at that, but like it's just it's much easier for me to like spend some dollar amount yeah. than it is to like think about stuff like that, you know? True. Like, dude, she got me some. Like one of the years not too long ago, I came home, 
and she had inflated balloons for like every one for every year that we were together. And on the end of the balloon was like a memory. Oh, wow. And dude, I just fucking lost it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think like for my gift to her is like, we went to like San Diego and had like a weekend. (laughs) Oh, okay. You know, you like like, have a bite to eat in San Diego. Yeah. To Comic-Con. So (laughs) like, it's just, I don't know. I'm not great at that stuff, dude. Hey, speaking of Mario's, I remember that place. Oof. Yeah. That's good. I don't remember burrito. the name, but I remember that. Yeah, dude. Mario's and then that you got introduced to the Jack in the Box yep. <laughs> two two for a dollar tacos. That's right. What a great trip. We're gonna have to probably at some point do a podcast just about oh. that trip, you and I. How I barely survived it. I mean, I barely I feel like I barely survived it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh all right, what's your number one? Or, you know, before number number one, one, before number one, Mm -hmm. you have a couple honorable mentions. Yeah, I mentioned a couple Star Wars, which um, the hype and the excitement around Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones is probably will never be surpassed, to be honest. Um, But the anyway, uh, um, (laughs) Armageddon was a movie that I really enjoy. I think it's a fun movie. And I saw that as at a midnight showing. I I shed a single tear when Bruce Willis uh, sent Ben Affleck up the <laughs> elevator or whatever it was. Uh, it was great. And then I saw that movie two more times in the next like 12 hours. At Good the Lord. Um, and then uh, Catch Me If You Can, which is a Christmas movie. I used to love going to movies on Christmas Oh, night. man. Loved it too. Yeah, love it. And uh, I'm so, obviously we've, we've talked about this one a lot. Great, great movie. And... It just felt Christmassy. It just, you know, the whole holiday season was in my mind at the time. So um, that's one I'll never forget. What a great, uh, I haven't been able to go to a Christmas movie in, in a couple of years, mm. but we used to do that all the time, Nicolette and I, and that's that's the best. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, what's your number one? Number one is Fellowship of the Ring. All right. Which uh, I mentioned on that podcast, which I listened to, it's like a hundred and 20 podcasts ago on this list long time ago um and for me there was just no outside world i was i'd completely forgotten when the end credits rolled i was like snap back to reality of i'm i'm in a movie theater and in the moment from i at some point maybe it wasn't probably at the very start but for the vast majority of the movie I had no awareness of anyone or anything around me. I was completely into it, uh, which doesn't always happen. I know we talked earlier about how that's becoming more and more infrequent where there's just too many distractions. Yeah. This was pre-cell phone era, at least for me. Or anyway, you weren't texting like you are now. Yeah. I knew very little about the story, um, and it was just the best. It's one of the best stories ever told, obviously. But the movie itself was just so engrossing and I was really bummed out when it ended I would have watched all nine hours of that movie series <laughs> right then and there and it was it was everything I want a movie theater experience to be and what sucks sort of is that I've been trying to recapture that feeling mm-hmm. every time I go to the movies since then like the last 19 years yeah and it will it's never really happened I mean it sort of did with Order of the Phoenix. I mentioned that a moment ago, but that's it's like in bits and pieces. Whereas in sure. this movie, obviously this is one of the best movies ever, so the quality of the movie will make a difference. But I just I, I always want to have that same feeling of being completely lost in the movie and 
just having no awareness of anything else around me. And, uh, this is the movie that did that better than any other, uh, movie for me. And, um, probably a big reason why I love the theater so much. That movie did something tricky with, if like you went into it, not have ever, you didn't know the story. You didn't read the books. Yeah. If you didn't, this is like early internet still. So if you didn't know about the movie per se, it ends. It just fucking ends. Yep. And there's no, you don't have a sense of like completion. It's not even wrapping up to be completed. There's no like, okay, I can see where we're going. We're on the down, you know, the the, the backside of the movie, so to speak. It just fucking ends. Yeah. It's at a battle. Yep. (laughs) Some people die. Yep. And it ends. That's true. That's a great way of putting it because just the amount of drama and the tension and the emotion when Boromir dies and, and you're, you're in it and it's, you know, it's not the end because you know, very clearly they're taking the ring to Mordor right? and they're nowhere near Mordor. Nope. And, and it just stops. And And it was very frustrating. Not in like, (laughs) I'm upset, but I'm, I just, I wanted every bit more of it. Yeah. This is again, pre-internet. So you might pre- internet readily available you probably some people might not even know that they filmed all three at the same time right so that one's coming out just the next year yeah and and aragon Mm -hmm. has that great line of of let's go hunt some orc yeah and then the fucking movie ends (laughs) right (laughs) so you're all jacked yeah and then you're like wait what so i'm with you i had read the books i knew what was coming Mm. um but that's another experience where you're in the theater with people who want to be there that yes. night. It's not yep. the casual moviegoer is not going, you know, midnight showing or Friday showing of Lord of the Rings because you yep. had to have gotten tickets two weeks before. Yep. So it's not the casual moviegoer. Exactly. So you guys are all locked in, locked into this together. I I completely agree. Mm-hmm. That's a, it was a great experience too, yeah. and I I envy you a little bit because not having read the books, like, yeah. You don't know what's coming. It's almost like Potter a little bit for me. Like I know what's coming. True. And it has to hit an expectation. It has to meet an expectation. That's hard too. And that's why I left. You know, I'll go into a couple of my honorable mentions now. I went to go see um, Prisoner of Azkaban, which now is my favorite Potter movie and mm-hmm. is like in my top five movies of all time. Don't at me. I'm not. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I went into the movie and it's such a stark difference stark contrast between what columbus did and Coron did mm-hmm. that i hated it wow i left prisoner of azkaban being like they fucking ruined the franchise shit and then i saw it two more times and the one theater? of the reasons in the theater one of the reasons yeah. i saw it two more times is we got to see it in i didn't see it with with nicolette the first time the second time i got to see it in the imax this is when they were still Ooh. showing movies in the full imax and when it was actually like you know, an airplane hangar. (laughs) Um, And I was like, okay, I get it a little more now. I know it's my, my expectations. I know what to expect. Mm. And then the third time I was in. Shit. But uh, yeah, that was an experience that wasn't great, but it it created a lot of emotion for me and it invoked like a lot of, of, of what are they doing? Yeah. Um, Another one is Phantom Menace. Like you said, I waited, dude, I don't know, 12 hours probably to see Phantom Menace. In uh, line? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You you get tickets like you wait hours to get tickets, yeah. like a month in advance or whatever, and then you have to get in line at some point, you know, that day or earlier to make sure you're gonna get like five seats together because of course five mm -hmm. of your friends are going, mm -hmm. um, and you can't sit in the front row and no. you know you don't want to be separated. So yeah. that was an ex you know you go, that was the first Star Wars in like twenty years, right? Yep. And mm -hmm. it's a big fucking deal, and that <laughs> title scroll hits. And that green emblem, Lucasfilms, which you hadn't seen in probably 15 years. And you're yeah. just like, holy shit. And then the, bah, it's just, it's, yeah, it blew you me can't away. can't beat it. Nah, even though the movie sucks, and but you leave and you're like <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid and it's the yeah. nostalgia and you love it. So that was one. Um, and then my last one, before I get to my number one, is funny. Uh, Batman Begins, excuse me, Batman Returns. The sequel oh, to, Bat okay. to Batman. Um, I won tickets on the radio <laughs> really? to see that. And I was like 12. Yeah. And somehow they let me win tickets on the radio. Um, I don't remember the movie experience, <laughs> but I remember being jacked because I uh -huh. won tickets. And that was a big deal. Was that in um, Tucson or in California? That, that was in Tucson. Yeah, yeah, that was in Tucson. I took my dad. My dad and I went. <laughs> Uh, my number one is Jurassic Park, right? So obviously okay. I've talked about it so many times on mm -hmm. this pod. Uh, June of 93, I was in Phoenix visiting from California. I was at my buddy Brett Cox, his house. Cox, okay. Yep. Um, Hannah knows him. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I think that's Jason Hannah's cousin. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, ask him. Uh, so we, we, we met in Tucson and then he moved to Phoenix. I was there visiting and I was there really because that's when the Bulls, who were my favorite oh, yeah. basketball team of all time, we're playing the the Suns, and I went to visit. And during that trip, the Bulls beat the Suns, and we ran down the street in Phoenix with our Bulls jerseys on, talking shit at this like twelve is the, years old. The, the NBA Finals, correct? Oh my God! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was like that that same week. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. So Jurassic Park, right? Uh, much like you're saying, Emily got to see the movie at four. Yeah. I was able to read the book at like ten. <laughs> <laughs> and the book is so much worse than the movie, meaning it's an amazing book, but it is so violent. Damn, okay. <laughs> like crazy violent. So I went in, like you said, you're 12. Um, I was about to be 13, almost 13. I thought I was like a tough guy. Like I can go see this movie. And it equal parts scared me and like mesmerized me because we yeah. had never seen dinosaurs. Um, at that point, you're like Steven Spielberg. What does that mean to me? Like, I don't True. know. For me, I was just like, I don't. I wasn't, I didn't know the nuances of movies, right? Mm -hmm. But you go in and the, that first scene where the, the brontosaurus, right? They turn, it's the first time Alan and, and mm -hmm. um, Ellie mm -hmm. see the brontosaurus and we're all them. Yes. That's all of us at that point. And the raptor scene and everything. So it was just, it created a love for me with movies that I wanted to know who Steven Spielberg was. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know who the guys at ILM were. I wanted to, you know, knew, know what what um, Jeff Goldblum was in before. I wanted to know who John Williams was. So it created this love for me of movies because of all the feelings I had. But wow. it scared the shit out of me, dude. That movie <laughs> scared me. I didn't want to act like it did, but it did. And not to the point where, like, I thought there was going to be a raptor outside my door, but just to the point where, like, that fear in, when you're in the movie theater, that tension, which right. I got from A Quiet Place a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. It's just that tension you have. And I just remember everybody being mesmerized. And there were a yeah. lot of kids, a lot of, lot of like people our age. And we were all like, holy shit. It's a ridiculous the, movie. That's the movie that made you fall in love with movies. More or that's less. the movie that made me that I can consciously tell you that I remember thinking that. Yeah. 
That's great. I mean, before that, I had seen Empire, right? I had seen everything that I love, but that was the movie experience. And obviously, I remember seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I remember seeing Batman, and mm -hmm. I remember seeing Home Alone, but nothing was that. Yeah. Nothing was Jurassic Park. And it just left such a... It, it made me want to know more about movies. It made me want to watch Jaws. Oh, yeah. You know? Okay. So it made me want to 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 look into who Steven Spielberg was and was like, I got to watch everything this dude has done. Is that movie then... It's hard to say now. There's like seven of them. But is Jurassic Park a one of one considering what it did? I think Jurassic Park for me... I, I don't know that it's a one of one because I think Jaws is a little mm. bit mm -hmm. like like Jurassic Park it's a little true. bit, but for my experience, it was probably a one of one. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I'll put it this way: I haven't liked any of the Jurassic Parks or Jurassic World since. Mm -hmm. I will go see the next one because of Jurassic Park. <laughs> I will continue to watch those movies because it it did something to me. Like it 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 you know my love of dinosaurs, whatever. I mean, I have a dinosaur yeah. tattooed on me. Dude, like it, it it's. I don't know, man. It just has stuck with me, right? Yeah. Yeah, even those two, the two Jurassic World ones, which are, the first one was, eh, okay. Yeah, second yeah, one, exactly. Second one's really bad, but it's just, they're dinosaurs, right? Dude, they're dinosaurs on, on screen. And that's, I think, why the, the third one isn't good is because the dinosaurs, and I mean, the, the acting is terrible, <laughs> but the dinosaurs don't look like what we had been told that they're supposed yeah. to look like. I mean, who... Steven Spielberg told us what dinosaurs look like. That's <laughs> so crazy. Like, no book told us that. Uh -huh. Nothing. Like, he told us, like, this is what they're supposed to look like. Not only look like, this is what they're supposed to sound like. That's what they sound like. That's what they move like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And okay. so now when I watch anything else, in my mind, it doesn't look like to dinosaurs because that's not what Jurassic Park looked like. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I just, yeah. And that, this is, you know, take going full circle like i guess this is what i'm gonna miss if theaters aren't around that yeah. right there that'll be a terrible terrible thing and like in the grand scheme grand scheme of things it doesn't matter at all but it does though the, i mean yeah the things that we look forward to that would really suck if that's it gone it does matter to a point because it's almost like you know i talk about conventions a lot and conventions aren't important in the whole scheme, grand scheme of thing, but they a little bit are because there's a, an, an inclusion mm -hmm. with conventions. Like you're going with people who are all like-minded. You get to experience it with people, you know, maybe that are socially outcast, mm -hmm. but there they feel good. Like you're going to see a Marvel movie and whether you know everything about the characters or whatever your, you know, your social status is or whatever, mm -hmm. you're going to see this movie with people who... You guys share this love for something, and I think yeah. that's important. That is, that's that's a very good point. It's not me. <laughs> for Marvel, <laughs> but for you other people, <laughs> you can. You know what it. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're so right. I think it's important, but it's not like obviously life changing. But it's I think it's important. Helps yeah. people get out of the house. I think it invokes feelings. It helps with you know depression or mm -hmm. first dates. Like where are you going to go on a first date? That's a movie theater <laughs> is the first date I have with my wife. First date I had with mine. Yeah. Wait, you like, told me this. What'd you guys see? Six cents. That's right. That's a good one. And I, I, I was gonna put that as as one of the um you know what I take that back. That wasn't the first movie we saw. That was the second movie we saw. The first movie we saw was Chill Factor. <laughs> oh my god, with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Skeet Ulrich? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's oh a long story, I won't get into it. That wasn't our first choice. Um I think you might have told me this story. Yeah, anyway. it wasn't a, I had a whole planned out. And uh, went to pick her up, and all that got nixed. 
That's right. Like, I've heard nope. the story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like where do you go for a first date? Good question, man. Now, what do people do on first on dates now? Don't fucking ask me. <laughs> I mean, don't. I guess you get to know each other on the internet first. Yeah, but that's not a date. <laughs> no, no, it's not. All right, dude. This was a this was a fun one. This... It makes me sad. I want to go to the movie theater right now, man. I mean, look, we'll all get to go to the movie theaters again at some point. But it, some I point. think, I I think that we're coming to uh, the beginning of the end. Is it going to be 2021 before we go to this movie theater again? No. Okay. I think I think that's a great question. Maybe there's there's part of me that tries that's trying to be optimistic about it, um, but I just don't see how you would be able to social distance or anything. And we're all going to yeah. die from the fucking murder hornets. <laughs> that's true. It doesn't matter. Um, I hope that we're able to, you know, around we're, the holidays. But that's the thing with the, with the. Delay of things like Quiet Place 2 or mm-hmm. Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. everything else right now. Are they just going to dump all these like back-to-back weekends for like the last four months of this year? Because that would be pretty, it'd be hard to uh, sustain <laughs> that financially, but it'd be, I'd appreciate it, it after not doing anything for five, six weeks. Yeah, I don't know, man. Most of those have a, like Quiet Place doesn't, but Wonder Woman has a, a pushed out release date. Top Gun does. Um so I, I think they're thinking about that. That's why you're seeing some things getting pushed out till next year. Yeah. Okay. But have you given any thought to like what the Academy Awards are going to look like this year? God, <laughs> Best Picture is going to go to like Invisible yeah. Man. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like they're not. They've they've said that they're okay with video on demand movies getting mm, okay, being being uh, open for nominations. But like at this point, we're not even really getting those. Nah. Like we had a big like influx of them, yeah. Right, we had like six major uh, um, titles that were coming out on video on demand. Mm-hmm. But since then, we've gotten like really nothing. Yeah, it's gonna be. I bet if it if it keeps up at this pace of video on demand releases, they will have to say we're not having anything twenty twenty one for the twenty twenty year, or they'll like do June of twenty twenty one, like push it by four or five months. There's a big chance that we're not even squared away with social gatherings by the time the Oscars come. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's early 2021. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Like Emmys are, the Emmys are fine because I believe the Emmys run through July or June. I think June. Yeah, okay. So like all that stuff is squared. Like if we don't have an award show, at least they will have awards. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I mean, those are already like dwindling in audience. Mm-hmm. So does anybody actually want to watch these that don't actually have celebrities there? <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I'll, I can just look at them the next day. Right. Well, they have, what is it, like a six-hour pre-award show for those things. That's that's most of the draw for a lot of people. If the celebrities aren't there, no one's going to tune in for yeah honoring the actual movies and shows. The draw for me is obviously to see who wins, but it's also the speeches. Yes. Yeah gonna watch a bunch of people give speeches on zoom dude i like the like fucking damien's like the draft recording issues yeah <laughs> no no i'm not i don't want to do yeah. that mm-hmm. fuck now see we were on a we we're we we're up on a on a on a good note and then you brought yeah. us down to a fucking sour it, note <laughs> fucking murder hornets <laughs> all right dude this was fun uh i don't know what do we have planned next you and i i know we have a number of movies we're talking about teen wolf 
Teen Wolf is one of them, and Speed, I think, is another. Teen Wolf and Speed, I know you're locked in for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing those two pretty soon. We're doing Bad Boys. We're doing Waterworld. <laughs> oh, yes. You sure you don't want to get on Waterworld? I might. That's a, that's a, is that like the <laughs> ultimate guilty pleasure movie? Dude, it's bad. Yeah. But I say that, and I haven't watched it in a long time, so maybe I want to watch it and be like, this movie's fucking great. Dennis Hopper deserves a posthumous uh, Academy Award. Shout out. Um, and then we're going to do best film of the or best sci fi movie of the 90s. Oh, that's going to be a fun one. I think you're in on that. I'm not, but uh, I know okay. Damien is. I want to hear, I want to see this guy who doesn't like lists <laughs> to rank a bunch <laughs> he of He loves the lists, though. He loves, like, he loves the list pods. But he's never um, participated, really, has he? I mean, he's on it. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's him. why I'm excited for this one because he will be. <laughs> um, one that I wanted to do, and I thought about it the other day, and I, I thought you would be a good person to uh, to to be on. We did the Spielberg one. <clears throat> we haven't done any more of those. You know, conversation about someone's career. I yeah. want to do Schwarzenegger very bad. Oh man, that's a good. And one I thought to you'd do. be in on that because sure. my dude, my dude, put out in 14 months. In a 14-month stretch, he put out Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop, and Terminator 2. No way. I'm going to say nobody in the history of, of cinema has done a super sci-fi movie, a comedy, <laughs> and one of the biggest movies of all time in a 14-month stretch. That's hard to top. And I'm so That's... excited to talk about my dude for like an hour. <laughs> so Man. I think you're in on that. So we'll put that uh, on the calendar. Sign me up. Sign me up. All right, dude. Thanks for being on. This was fun, and uh, we'll do it again. Sounds good. All right, buddy. All right, everyone. That is our most memorable movie theater experiences. That was a fun one. Uh, Anytime Tyler and I get to do a pod, just he and I, we've known each other a long, long time, so it's fun. Fun to get together just to talk to him. I mean, that's what what we started the pod for, was uh, just for our friends to get together. So I I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as, as, as we enjoyed recording it, reliving some memories. Good times. Uh, give us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Great reviews. Subscribe on any of the platforms you're listening to us on. Give us a follow on Instagram at The Morning Geekdom, Facebook and Twitter at Morning Geekdom. And we will do it again next week. Shout out to Gene Wilder. <laughs>